Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hey, good morning. Welcome into Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Ranieri with you here on the show as we close out the month of March 2020, a month that will go down for the rest of our lives as the one that we never, ever, ever want to repeat in any way, shape, or form. Uh, March for us in sports, in both of our worlds, fantasy, reality, sports betting, March is an unbelievable month. In fact, it's probably living in Florida, my favorite month of the year, to be honest with you. We got spring training, baseball in March madness, and, you know, we're, you know, PGA is starting. If you're a NASCAR fan, you got that as well. The NBA is closing in on the playoffs. And that was just a few weeks ago, Joe. And now we have each other. Yes. We were doing so well, right? We were doing remotes from Roger Dean Stadium. We had the <laughs> Yankees. We had we were interviewing. It seems like it might as well have been 10 years ago. Uh, it's been three weeks. We had all of these big, grandiose plans we were going to do leading right into the season. And uh, just like now we're on. sitting here uh, reliving the good old days. Yeah, yeah. I feel like my Tigers season preview. Didn't, didn't go exactly the way that I would have liked it to go. I'm like, I'll start building from the bottom and work yeah. to the top, doing the Orioles and Listen, the Tigers. Listen, I'm still betting that a shave. You gave me the the under win total for the uh, for the Giants. I went and played it, and then three days later, everything's canceled. I'm yeah, like, I know, I know. That's, That's great. I mean, I'm, I'm still deciding what to do there. I think I'm gonna. I, I think your advice is the best. I think I'm pulling back just oh, yeah. everything at this point. And um, without the understanding I'll save rules. It. Yeah, I'll save it for next year. I mean, I think they'll adjust all those, yeah. and and I want to get into this in a second, but I think they'll adjust all those, and it'll be, you know, the win totals will be down probably 10%, I would say, on every team when they when or if they do decide to play a season. The NFL futures are probably a lot more safer right now, yep. but as as we've talked about before, after pushing on the Dolphins, I am I am never doing it again. I mean, I'm, I mean, I thought that was the best bet that I had ever made in my life eight weeks into a season. And betting a significant amount that the Dolphins would... Yep. Did I tell this? Did I tell the story to you? I don't know if you... I know, but I don't let know me, that let you me, ever told it. Yes. Let, let me tell this story to you. So again, I don't, I don't claim to make a lot of bets. So when I do make them, they're big. I'm not, I, I think for most people, a four-figure bet is big, right? So for me, it is too. Yep. But what I do is I extrapolate over the course of my bets over the course of the whole season. You know, like I don't sit there and do day-to-day like you, Joe, and this is part of what you do. I'm very big into the futures. And if I put a significant bet down and it's over the course of five months... And that's all I'm doing. You know, I feel pretty good about that. It's like an investment in pieces over the course of the whole season. And by the way, you can middle these things and hedge them at the end. So a buddy of mine and I got together last year and he said, you know, let's uh, let's do, you know, one bet. Pick your favorite because that's all I do. Pick your favorite one in the NFL. I'm like, honestly, like the Dolphins are not going right. to win a lot of games this yeah. year. Like I just I don't. And this is before they traded Tunsil and all that. Like yeah. We got in before that. And uh, and he said, okay, well, and he was in Vegas. He's like, look, I can get a four and a half or I can get a five. Now, look, five is the juice is minus 140. And I'm like, you know what? 
you know, let, let's be silly and take the juice here. I don't think it'll come into play ever, right. but it's like buying a half a, a win insurance. That's the way I looked at it, Joe, even in a minus 140. Now, if we would have lost and they would have won six games, I would have been crying because yes. I would have said, wow, like stupid juice. Like I'm never in on minus 140, 150. Like I just won't do it uh, on any bet, by the way. I just, right. it's, just it's just silly. Um, so lo and behold, we did the five on the Dolphins. Five wins, Joe, 0 and 1. 0 oh, and 2, 0 oh, and 3, 0 oh, and we're dancing in the street, 0 oh, and 4, 0 oh, and 5, 0 oh, and 6, 0 oh, and 7. I'm like, well, this is the easiest bet I ever. Joe, this team not only won five games, we yeah. got to get our money back and get the push on that. This team not only won five games. Are you kidding me? They went to New England on the last game of the season yes. and won that game at Foxborough. Like, That's correct. even it coming down to that last game, we, you know, we were like, should we hedge this at all? You yep. know, should we? Should we take the Dolphins? We're like, ah, come no on. Way. New England needs this game for home field. Like, no they're way. not going to. Oh, my gosh. It was, I mean, I got to tell that's why I'm done. That's yeah. why. I, and on a push, honestly, that's why I am done with the totals in the NFL. I'm just going to stick to baseball, Joe. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, listen, for some people, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow to tie up. You know, you're going to tie up a dime. You're going to tie up a couple of dimes on a bet. Um, when you could actually have access to that money. Because once you're tied up, you ain't getting it. It's there till the end of the season. So forget about it. I mean, if you are somebody that likes to have access to that money to be able to play with <laughs> on a daily basis, or forget it. I mean, if you're going to tie it up, that's your bet, and that's going that to be was the it. end of it. That's what uh, I did. And like you said, it's perfect for a guy like you. I know a ton of guys like you that, listen, they only make a couple of bets. It's always futures. It's always that's in it. the beginning of the season, and then they adjust accordingly. You know, during the season, they might jump on something else if they see it or or hedge it or middle sure. it for that matter. Uh, but there are a lot of guys that can't listen. They, you know, they, they don't like um, they, they can't stand weak old bread, much less. Uh, leave oh, it I get it. Oh, it's I totally like, get no it. No way could yeah. they bother doing that. No, they got to have access to that. They got to have the action. So uh, it's tough. I even right now looking at those totals. It's tough right now uh, to try and figure out 16 games. I don't even want to look. I'm so disgusted it's so after last hard. week. It's so hard to do because, you know, in the fir- it's two halves, right? The first half, you said, Dolphin, they ain't going to win two games, right? They're not going to win two games. There's no way they're going to win two but games. You're 0-7. Oh Tank. <laughs> I mean, it was Tankapalooza. That's what we had going on. And then they turned the corner, and then that was it. There were a lot of guys uh, that got uh, that got burned because they. Oh yeah. Yeah, fours. a lot of guys. A lot it, of fours. It, it was a lot of exactly correct. A lot of burn going on there. Yeah, there was a lot, and so you know that's fine. You know, one of the things in the NFL that I look at, um, you know, and it hurts that Arizona got better because yeah. that was a team that I liked going over, but now it's like I think the the ship sailed on that now that they got Hopkins. Is is I uh, as I like to go back in the NFL. And I like to look at teams that that had leads in the fourth quarter and lost and yeah. what their records were and then uh, bet over on their win total the next year. Detroit is actually that team uh, that I looked at last year. They had a lot of leads going late into a game and lost, like, by freaky things. But, yep. uh, so, uh, listen, we got plenty of time to talk about these stories. We'll save them for another day for sure, right. our, our good bets and our bad bets. Yo. Now, the one, the one thing that you did bring up, and you mentioned the Giants and their mm-hmm. win total, so this is interesting because – uh, if, if you guys missed it in the last 24 hours, the state of Florida, where Joe and I both live, the governor mm-hmm. basically declared a stay at home. Right. And Joe, um, not just for April, but into May as well. And yep. so as somebody who has lived in Palm Beach in the past, you know that spring training 
has got to come back in some way, I would think, in Florida, uh, I mean, for weeks. And, and now I'm thinking to myself, if this is a stay at home until May, well, I mean, could the Nationals and the Astros and the Mets and all these teams come back to Florida? I don't think so. So maybe their spring trainings are taking place in their in their home parks or somewhere else because yep. that, I mean, May, mid-May, Joe, is sort of the drop-dead point to start some sort of three-week spring training to get the season underway. I don't think they can start a season in July. I really no. don't think so. No, absolutely not. And and that was really the big question anyway. Even when they did come back, looking at, you know, that three-week time frame, would they just go to their ballparks and have it there? Would they go to some centralized location? Yeah and be able to do it. You know, where maybe there wasn't uh, an, an outbreak. What do you do with the New York teams? What do you do with, you know, the South Florida teams and so on and so forth? So maybe they all go to Arizona, but there is, um, I'm hoping they've got that contingency plan across the board because we know this, they ain't just starting the season. So there's going to have to be that, uh, that time frame yeah, there sure. to give them an opportunity to rev it up. I just don't know where that's going to be. It's a good point. Yeah, if it's mid-May, that's like the 15th to the 22nd is one week. 22nd to the 29th is the the second week of spring training. And then the 29th until like the first week of June, if they started the season the second week of June, I think they're still okay. But we are teetering on a line here that, uh, you know, and it pains me to say because I want a baseball season more than – just as much or more than anyone, but I just, I mean, Can't. if they st- if they started a season in July, you are looking at a tournament. You're not looking at a season at that point. I don't no. think there'd be any reason to, to even consider playing more than 100 games even. Uh, but look, baseball seems like they're going to play. Hopefully they will, right. um, and hopefully we'll get better news from the state of Florida, I think, in the next couple of weeks. But right now it looks like uh, Joe and I, at least for the time being, are inside Travel's for the most part. going to be a big question, too. You know, yeah. how far are you going to make teams travel? And uh, how are they going to go? Where are they going to go? It's uh, a lot of questions still to be answered here. Yep. Um, you know, by the way, speaking of which, a lot of the discussion has become, you know, kind of brought up that maybe it is realistic that a lot of games will be played in front of no one. Mm-hmm. And, and, and look, you have covered sports for a long time and you've been on uh, not only the South Florida scene, but just covering sports in mm-hmm. general uh, to you, Joe, which are those sports that I, I guess if, if you never were ever going to go to a game again, that you could just live with it by being on TV. Like I have my ideas too. Right. Um, and, and basically it's not fair to really even ask me anything about baseball. Cause that would be the number one that I want to go to, but that's just cause I'm a baseball fan. Right. But what are those TV sports for you, Joe, that if you said, ah, oh, you know what? If, if they play this entire season without a fan in there, I think that that's okay, and it wouldn't affect my viewership or interest in the game. I think there's a couple. I, I, and again, from a fan perspective, it's one thing. From an athlete perspective, being a player, uh, there are some games you just probably will never – they won't be the same in any stretch. But I think there yeah. are some of the – um, the outside sports, uh, in other words, golf, I think if there sure. weren't any fans on the golf course, I don't Wouldn't think it would matter. ruin the experience yeah. for certainly the golfers who won't no. have people screaming in their backswing. Only in Phoenix, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Or Beth Page Black and so That's on and true. so forth. Yeah. Or Shinnecock and so on and so forth. Uh, but I think that, I think NASCAR is another one. Those are, we've seen horse racing. Has horse racing changed for anybody? Uh, nope. Without, of course, the fans and the things. So, uh, and those sports aren't very fan interactive anyway. Or though golf, a lot of you know, depending if Tiger's playing and that type of thing. But 
Anybody that's ever been to a golf tournament, you realize nobody even knows who's playing. They're getting loaded on the 18 holes at the golf tournament the whole time anyway. It's all about the party. It ain't about the golf. So I think that, tennis also, I, you know, those types True. of sports. Yeah, uh, very quiet. I think when you're talking that's about the one. stadiums, uh, especially arenas, you're talking about arenas, hockey, basketball, um, good luck with that, guys. I, I don't know how they would. That is just never going to be the same without yeah, it, it, would you would you say, like for me, if I had to rank like the advantages mm -hmm. of of having the fans, and you know, I thought about this a little bit, but just you know, sharing my opinion on it, it would seem to me that the NBA is are they number one overall with the court playing at home? Yeah, and based on the rigors of the NBA schedule, that's number one. And yep. then I would think, uh, you know, just kind of that college football. Oh, God, play, these God. kids playing in their home stadium. Yep. I know the NFL has a big home field advantage too, and baseball not nearly as much. Yep. But and and hockey, yeah, somewhat. But I, I really the better teams for hockey in, right. in the seasons that they're having good seasons. But man, you taking LSU's fans yeah, away from that football stadium, and it's not know? economically feasible either for college football. That's the other problem is that outside of maybe the SEC network, who could probably. You know, the SEC might be able to survive with the, the way they generate revenue, but, you know, the Big Ten ain't surviving without being able to, these universities make their money by packing 100000 at, you know, Michigan. You ain't doing that. You, if you can't do that, I don't think it's economically feasible for any of these schools to be able to even field a football team. Yeah. No, it'll be, uh, it'll be really tough. And, um, yep. you know, I, I think that, you know, especially in the NBA. And yeah, look, part of it is the scheduling too, the fact that some teams have to play back-to-back -back nights right. on the road and they go from one arena to the other is definitely a factor. But it seems yep. to me of all of the places that would be hurt. And if the NBA does decide to start back up, and I think that they will inevitably, it's, the NBA has got the probably, as, as tough it is because of the, you know, the body-to-body -body contact and, right. you know, the sickness and sweating and all that. Look, I get all of that. But just strictly from a games-played standpoint, to me, Joe, the NBA has it the easiest as far as a decision. And maybe the NHL is right there, too. You just basically are done with the regular season and you just start the playoffs right, right away. Exactly. I mean, that's it seems to be the easiest way um, to do all that. Um, all right. So uh, on our show today, we got a lot more to come. We'll talk a little baseball on the show uh, some of the greatest fantasy seasons of all time mm. uh, involved in uh, in some drafting I am going on right now. The 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, uh, some fun stuff headed your way. We'll tell you about that on SportsGrid. Uh, and also, please, just don't forget, uh, very importantly, those of you who are watching us, of course, on SportsGrid.com, we're completely free. We're mm. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But there's one thing that you can do if you want to keep this content going, like the way that we are going right now, which is specifically... Uh, let us know if you like the uh, if you like the shows just by tagging us on Twitter or on Facebook or anywhere else that you're watching at SportsGrid, no doubt. But on YouTube, very important. And and even if you're listening to the show just audio-wise on iTunes mm -hmm. or Google Play, hit us up. Let us know uh, by hitting that little subscribe button that you see uh, right below on your screen and also giving us uh, those likes. Yeah. It helps us populate our shows a little bit better. It tells people that we are out there, that we are producing fresh, new and updated content for you. And by the way, in terms of what we're trying to accomplish for you guys on SportsGrid, just take a look around the country. A lot of these media companies still trying to do a great job, but have shut down in ways that they never uh, thought. But luckily for us, we're able to continue and do this the way that we are. Um, so with that being said, we got to take our first time out, mm -hmm. pay some bills. 
here on Fantasy Sports Today because we do uh, have sponsors and people who are keeping us on the air here. So we'll do that. And then we will come back next. We've got our This Day in Sports, and we're going to celebrate sports birthdays right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Joe Ranieri, and we are back right after this short break. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back. It's Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Joe Ranieri with you wherever you're watching this show. Appreciate you guys tuning us in. I've been checking us out every day on Pluto TV, Zumo TV, watching all the great shows and broadcasts that we have here. Joe Ranieri hosting uh, 80% of our shows. We're going to be uh, having a line on FanDuel pretty soon. How many shows per day will Joe Ranieri be on? I'm setting the, the daily scenes. total at three and a half shows <laughs> per day. That's a hell of a bet, actually. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, you're, we're going to go over. We're going to go over during the week. On the weekends, Joe, you, you would think on the weekends we'd go like one and a half because Joe's like passed out. Like yeah, doing all the shows yeah I'm trying everything. to recover. Exactly. But we're still, we're, we're still going over on, uh, on, on that as well. So um, we appreciate uh, everything that uh, Joe is doing, of course, and everybody is uh, no doubt doing here at SportsGrid. Yeah. Uh, by the way, um, coming up here, and we're going to do this in just a minute. We're going to have our day in fantasy sports history. But before we do that, are there any specific rules for uh, April Fool's Day, Joe? Like This is the one year yeah. in our history that I think that we're just hard passing right. on everything to do with yeah. April Fool's. Like, and, and I've never been a huge April Fool's guy because I feel like it's like silly. But I know there's a lot of people into that, like playing jokes on people. Um, you know, back in the day when I was doing uh, TV shows like this, what I would do, Joe, is I would make my mouth move and not say anything. Hilarious. Good. You know, so, that's always right. A good one. And, and yeah. That's one where you're hitting me. You're like, I can't hear Craig. What's going on? Dead What's the air, problem? Dead air. Uh, I'm not. I, I think. Is it? Is, are we just gonna pass on April Fools this year? There's nothing funny to, to no. do, right? No, because the only thing you can joke at is, uh, you know, in this day and age, right now, it used to be when April Fools. When there wasn't social media and people didn't know what you were doing every 12 seconds, you know, you had a little bit more leeway. But now it's everybody gets offended by something and everything. Oh, can you imagine no, what's going to oh, happen? Can please. you imagine what's going to happen? Someone's oh. going to put out some terrible thing on oh, April. You know. on, but, and it's going to be something about coronavirus getting healed course, or taking something. taking a medicine, or, yeah. And that'll something. be the end of it because some jerk off will do that and then the whole world will, will turn again. It's just not fun. It's not worth risking at it anymore just because uh, people get offended way too easily. Yeah. I and people don't know where that line is. I mean, we've literally blurred that line. Nobody, nobody knows what side to be on anymore. Yeah. It's no, just it's not true. worth it. It's certainly yeah. not worth it. Yeah. My birthday is uh, April 18th. Oh, and right. so, yeah, I, on that day, I'm going to celebrate by maybe, like, going for a walk. 
Yeah, very yeah, exciting. Yeah, exactly. I actually got the. I actually went to get the mail the other day, Joe. It was like a big. Did you outing. really? You ventured out. Got the mail. Got the mail um, opened the mailbox. Uh, like the only positive I would say from this, and by the way, I'm not making light of of the virus at all. But the only positive is the lack of mail that I've been getting. Like I, it doesn't matter where I go and where I live in in Florida. These like solicitors find me, man, with these like big shopping guides, like these huge books. And yeah. like, I'm like, please, I'd like, and then if I don't get the mail, cause it's not like right at my house. So if I don't, we, we, I have to walk to a mailbox. I live in a community. Mm -hmm. So if I don't get the mail once, like every few days at the very least, like that thing is just stuffed and they're having to return mail and all that. It's like yep. so annoying. Yeah. And then it's always, you know, there's one, maybe two pieces in all of it. Of that, you know, that are actually, bills. Yeah. Right. That are worth doing. And then the rest is, and I think somebody came up with it. Uh, somebody had done a study where I think 85% of the mail you receive are all advertisements of some sort. Uh, it's not I really actual mail you can use. It's, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Just send me, send me money. Just put some cash in my mailbox. Of course, it's, that uh, check's never there, though, is it? That, that, that envelope is never there. It's always, uh, you know, it's always buy one, get one or something along those lines. Right, right. It's, an, it's a host one show. <laughs> Get, an, get another one free. That's exactly. what you're getting. You know. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, March 31st, 2020, mm -hmm. a uh, sort of sad day in, in our world and, and, a war, and a day that we'll always look back on as a day with no sports, like every other day that we've had so far in March. But there were some very happy days in our past. So let's take a look at uh, this day in fantasy sports. Um, you know, first of all, a lot of people forget about this one on March 31st. First, 1994, Michael Jordan had retired from the NBA, yep. and he was assigned to uh, AAA Birmingham. And before we go any further, Joe, like this, this was one of the biggest stories of the 90s in general. Uh, and I and I remember Michael Jordan uh, ended up going to play at Sarasota for a little bit. Of course, they had spring training there. And look, now. You know, we, we don't see our fair share of two-sport athletes anymore. I think Kyler Murray was the best shot at us getting somebody like that. But, Joe, uh, Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders and Brian Jordan and those types, I think we're done. I don't no. think the leagues are – I don't think the teams are going to let these guys play multiple sports anymore because of the injury factor. No, that, that whole situation is long gone. It was, uh, it was a great era. It was one that was kind of unique, but with the way – College athletics is set up now, and the way, of course, the, these pros coddle a lot of these athletes, uh, I don't see it happening in, in any way, at least not in what the, we've seen, right? It was always usually baseball, football, right? Because of the opposite of course, season. Yeah. Um, I don't see it happening with, uh, with the next, this generation of baseball, football player. I mean, we, Russell Wilson was a guy, you know. I thought that, about that, yeah. You, you know, mm -hmm. a couple of guys that could have been done at, but. In this day and age, it's so, it's choose one or the other. The risk of injury and the money is just, it's so far gone now that it's just not worth it. But back in that day, Dion and Jordan, I mean, listen, Jordan, David Stern kind of said, listen, you got to go away for a little while. Um, <laughs> so we'll let you go play baseball and then we'll let you know when it's safe to come back. So once we pay off all your debts, allegedly, but you know, listen, that was, the most I think AAA Birmingham uh, has ever had in an audience uh, oh, ever sure. to this yeah. day. So it was a fun era, but we ain't seen it anytime soon. Yeah, ever I mean, again. look, uh, Tim Tebow still you know plugging his way in the minor oh, leagues too. Arguably the best college football player I've ever seen, but baseball wise, and we saw how he looked. He looked 
didn't look like he made a lot of strides, unfortunately, in yeah. spring training. But, but talk to me had... about the kid whose roster spot he's taken now so they can sell jerseys. I get it. I'm yeah. a Gator, so it's hard for me to say anything negative about uh, you know Tim exactly Tebow. what but, I'm but, talking about. <laughs> but but uh, the Jordan story was, again, uh, one of the bigger ones of, of that decade in the 90s Huge. for sure. So. Yep. Um, all right, so uh, going back to uh, some other uh, dates in history, and, and look, there's I like to bring these up because people don't remember this, but the Milwaukee Brewers, for those of you who are uh, younger out there, and you may not even remember this, maybe you've only been watching baseball for the last 10 years, I don't know, but uh, the Brewers actually were in the American League for a long time. They went to Damn a World right. Series in the American League, yep. and uh, Bud Selig, former commissioner in baseball, was like, you know what, I think I want my guys in the NL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, yep. he he just made it happen. Nope. So uh, I believe they switched with Houston. That's right. So, um, you know, Houston went to the AL. Brewers went to the NL. And they ended up losing 2-1 uh, to one to the Atlanta Braves. But, you know what? You look at it at the time. And, and Joe, you think about it. And you look back. Oh, my gosh. How could they move these teams? Uh, they, I think they got it right. Moving yeah. Houston to the AL and Milwaukee to the NL. Yep. So got no And listen, Brewers, I remember that World Series like it was yesterday there. The Brewers and the Cardinals, man. Gorman Thomas, yeah. Robin right. Yao, Paul Molitor, Willie McGee, Coleman, Daryl Porter, Tommy Herr. I mean, the list, that was, uh, I remember like it was yesterday. And yeah, that was the American League, folks. So uh, it's kind of it's hard to believe, but you just got used to it over after a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also in uh, baseball history, March 31st, 2003, one of the uh, really nice ballparks, uh, and I went to the All-Star Game in Cincinnati in 2015, uh, the Reds opened up their new park in 2003, yep. Great American Ballpark. Unfortunately, they lost 10-1 to to the Pirates, and uh, former President H.W. Uh, Bush, George Bush, uh, threw out Did the first pitch next there. to Marge? Was, was Marge in the uh, She was long gone by 2015, what, Joe. She was, was long gone. Oh, is that three away. or 15? I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. 2003 was the first uh, game there, but the All-Star game was 15. Oh, the All-Star guy. Okay, that's right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. He was so, part of that opening up of that. Uh, that absolutely. Yeah, I remember Marge shot also part of a game where the umpire passed away, and she's like, <laughs> we got to keep playing the game. Remember that, too? Yeah. Oh, that is. That you is know, it's, shot. <laughs> it's interesting when you think about it, uh, Joe, the Reds, the Cincinnati Reds, like moving into a new park, they've won nothing, yes. nothing in the yeah. last 15 years. And that's yeah. a, like a like an original baseball franchise. And normally when a team opens up a park, you're like, oh, they're going to win a World Series within a few years because they yeah. got the money, they got the revenue. But no, the Reds have just been... I mean, they haven't been a disaster, but they just have been nowhere have they close. Even embraced the, you know, the, the the Concepcion's, the Joe Morgans. Have they, you know, Griffey's? Have they done any of that over the years? I, I don't ever remember hearing like even the Big Red Machine, like them celebrating anything there. I don't know. I don't know. But they look. They had Dusty Baker. They let him uh, go, and they they never won anything since then. No, no. If it wasn't for Lou Pinella, it would have been really ugly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So those are the uh, those are the the things that happened in fantasy sports over the last oh, it looks like about twenty years or so. And we'll uh, uh, dig back in uh, on April first. We'll find out some things that happened. Uh, we'll do that tomorrow on the show. Uh, okay. So without further ado, let's talk about some of the. Uh, what is your birthday, by the way, Joe? I want to make well, sure. I'm I write a that down. Uh, I'm a December guy, so I we uh, got plenty of time. You got plenty of time with me, man. Plenty of time. We'll be we'll be out and about. Yep. Everyone will be out in the world. You'll be able to celebrate your birthday. That's a yep. good, that's a good sign. Perfect. Uh, uh, okay, okay. For uh, for us, here are the birthdays that I came up with in sports uh, from March uh, 31st, back in time. Uh, we'll start off with Steve Smith. 
Now you may say look, the youngsters may say, oh, who's Steve Smith? Steve Smith, uh, of course, was was drafted by I believe the Atlanta Hawks. Ended up playing with the Miami Heat. Went on to have a pretty good NBA career. Mm -hmm. Now a broadcaster uh, on Turner, if I'm not mistaken. Steve Smith had a nice nice NBA career for sure. Yep. Uh, Pavel Bure. Oof. Born in 1971. Remember mm -hmm. Pavel Bure? Uh, yeah. Was he the Russian rocket or something? Would he was. Yeah, he was like uh, here in our neck of the woods, too, for a little yes, while. Yes, that's I'm right. He mistaken. played with yep. the Panthers. Yep. You know, he's, uh, he's married to uh, the girl from Full House, right? Yes, that's correct. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think he, she married a few hockey players, but that's okay. Yes. All right. I, I don't keep track of all that. Yeah, stuff. I know. <laughs> Um, uh, Ching Ming, I, I couldn't find any great baseball players. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Like, I came up with the best baseball players. There's just a lot of, sometimes you come up with dates and, and you don't find great players. Right. So, this is just where we're at. Uh, Ching Ming Wong, who once upon a time was with the New York Yankees, yeah. and like every other pitcher that goes to the New York Yankees, every other player that goes to the New York Yankees, you think the guy's going to be great. Uh, Ching Ming Wong was okay. He had like a couple of good years, I would say, but a lot of hype, not a lot of substance as far as I'm concerned, Joe. He was like an okay pitcher, right? right? He wasn't anything great. Um, and then Jeff Mathis was born in 19. I'm, I'm digging here. I'm sorry. Look, yeah, I, I can't believe you went Mathis, but that's nice. <laughs> that's all right. I can't believe you even found that. That's I went amazing. best defensive catcher, backup, <laughs> third string catcher. Jeff Mathis was, uh, was wow. born in 1983. So that's... Uh, this day in uh, in sports birthdays. You, you know, guys I, I, have no idea how hard that is to come uh, up with, man. That you when you're pulling out Jeff Mathis birthday, you that man put some work into it. Okay, that that Craig Google man is put some Google work is my friend it. for this show. Google is my friend Woo! for the show. A lot of different times. <laughs> I love uh, it. As, as we as we uh, as we go into the month of April, and and we look back, you know, certainly you know, the light the world has changed, and so many things have changed as well. Uh, but we look back at the month of April. Is there one thing that like you miss more than anything else, Joe? And I know that that you uh, you know you obviously are, are spending a lot of time on your phone and you're going through your, uh, your betting apps and looking at different things that you're going to get. And I know that that's a big part of your life, a big part of you hosting here on Sports Grid. I get that as well. Uh, but is there one thing more than another that that when you wake up in the morning, you're like man, I wish that this was happening or like if, if there was one thing that you could bring back for the month of April that you would want to bring that back? Yeah, you know, I'm uh, not having March madness and having to go through that because I do think uh, as we're talking here, Craig, it would have been, we'd have been in the final four, I think, right yeah. now, even if uh, the championship would have been. Today? Today, today right? right? Yeah, this Oh, no, uh, you know what? I'm not, I'm not sure. the final four would have been getting ready right about now or they would have been determining i think well, next monday week, is the championship always right yeah so i think uh, yeah, i don't know if it was this week. week or next week but you're right it was very close and so that was i mean that is such a huge uh for sports books just for the sports betting community alone that is just and that's you know really is the super bowl of super bowls uh when it comes to the sports books and uh and Certainly, when it comes to handle, that that's bet everywhere. On you know the Super Bowl March Madness right there, hand in hand. So I mean that's a month of even if you didn't pay any attention to college basketball all year, you know that that tournament really really does kind of elevate sure. the sport to a different level and and captures a huge audience. And, and that and I think the Masters not seeing that. Which That's is really the signal too. of spring for many of us, right? I mean, many people, it was once you saw the masters and the kind of leaves changing on the trees and, you know, being in Augusta, uh, 
Uh, and, and none of that. We, you know, that none of that, that transition from winter to spring, where all these events that in sports that usually signal, here we go, getting ready for, you know, springtime and then comes summer. I, I couldn't even imagine being in high school now, being a high school baseball player or an athlete and being like, I, I, I can't even, I can't play. Like, I, like, I'm not, like, my season's over. It didn't, I, I can't even imagine it. So I, I feel for a, a lot of the high school athletes around the country that are looking to impress uh, colleges for that scholarship right around this time of year, and it's not there. Yeah. Yeah, golf is a really good point, too. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting what I'm starting to see is is people are actually being smart taking advantage of it a little bit and i don't think it's about monetizing but just showing people how they can still compete on some level yes. uh in golf at their house mm-hmm. like just by doing like drills and, and it's funny when i see some of uh the baseball players posting it's interesting because i'm doing a lot of that same stuff with my son who's in literally right and and craig council of the milwaukee brewers uh had a comment i believe he told espn the the uh the uh manager there that he's you know, obviously very thankful for all the time that he's spending with his family. He also said that he's never uh, trained his kids or his kid ever more than he's doing right now wow. in Little League because that's part of of daily life. And it's the same thing with me. Like, I think that my son yep. is, pro- is so much better right now than he ever has been at catching a baseball. Like, I mean, we're in the backyard for, yep. and like, and I, I, we, Joe, there's no way we would be in the backyard every day for I got an hour doing it. We got to go to break here, but I got a picture coming up of, uh, of what Gallo in Texas is doing right now. Okay. You're going cool. to laugh when you see it. I love it. I love what he's doing. All right. We'll take a quick time out on uh, fantasy sports today. This is sports grid, Craig and Joe. We're back after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish along with Joe Ranieri. And uh, if you've been listening to our show or watching our show, however you are, uh, audio is not going to do this one justice. There's going to need to be a little bit of video. So if you're listening on any of the apps, which is just producing audio, you may want to hop on over to YouTube or sportsgrid.com so that you can check this out as well. And uh, we're going to get into some other topics here for sure. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was 1980s baseball because – uh, we have a fantasy draft on that, and uh, we're going to have a lot of actual coverage here on the show about that. Believe it or not, I think it's going to be some fun content. But before we do that, just before the break, you heard Joe mention that, and you heard us talking about how people are still kind of in training, and mm. we're seeing all kinds of players doing it. Uh, Trevor Williams of the Pittsburgh Pirates is throwing fastballs by his young son and, like, fist pumping in, in the backyard. Yep. And uh, and, and some of these guys are, you know, unfortunately, Joe, or fortunately for them, of course, they're baseball players, but they're living in, like, apartment buildings, and yeah. they're on, like, the penthouse. 
So there isn't exactly that area that they could go practice. So they're having to do different things, aren't they? They're doing it a lot. And uh, Joey Gallo, of course, of the, uh, of the Texas Rangers, uh, he posted a TikTok video there that uh, that's making its uh, way around Twitter and that he he's come up with he's actually apologizing to his uh, to his neighbors, Greg. And, you know, when you see this video, you can kind of see exactly why he's apologizing. There is uh, he's taking shots in a high rise apartment. He's taking batting practice with his it's like. The sound that that must be making is just kind of funny, I think, when you, when you watch him. He's just boom. And, uh, and that looks like a pretty expensive uh, high rise to me. Yeah, there, that right? looks like so, it. So yeah, I don't think sure. that he's, um, I, I don't know how many people are in that building right now, but uh, the sound of the wooden bat on the baseball in the dining room might be pretty interesting. Yeah, you're right. People lower, people upper. Um, <laughs> may, he may have to sign a few baseballs or give away a few bats. <laughs> Uh, at the end of the summer or whatever this ends that's up happening. Correct. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it, what it is for me too. Uh, what I did, what I do with my son, for those of you who have kids or who are playing, is that before, right as soon as it kind, we were kind of under the idea that maybe we'd have to be in the house a while. And I, right. and I still think that a lot of these places are delivering, although I have heard some striking going on with some of the delivery companies. And hopefully yeah. they, they get that stuff worked out. They, they want to you know, they should be paid more money and they should be taken care of safely. But Amazon, uh, a few yes, of them, yep, I, saw, I saw some of that. So yep. um, what I did is as soon as I saw this, you know, sort of happening, um, I was like, wow, like what if we're not able to go outside or go far? And so what we did was we got those, uh, you know, we have some soft baseballs, mm -hmm. but what we bought were the heavy soft, the heavy balls they're called. Yes. They're like a pound. And, and they're the size of a baseball, and you basically just, you know, put them on the tee, and they only go a few feet no matter what. And my That's son's right. seven. Right. So it's like we're just smacking these baseballs in the backyard. They don't really go that far, but it's good for, like, technique, and he gets a kick out of seeing how far he can hit it, which, right. you know, a normal baseball, he can hit pretty far. But in these, they only go, you know, five, six feet. And then the other day, what's interesting is that you mentioned that is that uh, in our community, we are we are kind of up against other houses. Mm -hmm. We can breathe, but the houses are sort of nearby. And he and he was sort of smacking them against the neighbor's house. Bam! And I'm like, yeah, you know, let's uh, smack them against our house instead. It'll be a lot more fun. Get the field a little bit. We'll be all right. <laughs> Unbelievable. So we just like move the tee around and and hit him in another way. But look, we all we you know we have to find ways you know to entertain ourselves. So that's part of our daily routine. It's like an hour every day, hitting every other day. And on the days that we don't hit, it's... You got to do... Uh, you know, I got a 10-foot... Well, I don't know if my backyard's 10 feet. It's probably a little bit more than that. But because we have plants and things back there, I would say that we have a good 8 feet, 8 to 10 feet in the backyard of okay. just, you know, just kind of throwing back, throw, catch, throw, catch, catch. throw, pop up, roll, you know, roll the ball. That's that's the extent good. of it. But I guess it's better than nothing, right? Like, Absolutely. I mean, yeah, and I'm sure... I mean, listen, if you happen to be fortunate enough in, in some areas and neighborhoods, you probably have an open field, open parking lot, something along those lines, too. I've seen I've seen some of that down here yeah. uh, in Miami. But anybody that grew up up north, you know, trying to play a spring sport, spring and summer sport, you know, a lot of that working out in That's the, true too. In the used winter to time was in a garage. It was in a gym. It was... It was never really, you know, kids in, in the southern region always had a little bit better because you could play. If you wanted to play baseball, you could play 12 months a year. But, you know, doing that up north, uh, if you were a spring sport, a softball player, baseball player, 
Uh, yeah, no, you aren't doing that uh, in the wintertime at all. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's it's true. It's like like people are like watching this and they're going, Craig, I've been inside anyway because of the winter for months. You know, it's exactly. good. Po- it's a fair point, Joe. Yes, it, is. There. it is. Yep. We're, yeah, we're just lucky well. to live in Florida. We well. take it for granted. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, before before we get into this, just to give you a little bit of an idea, I've been waiting to talk about this here on the show, uh, but now that it's going on, and I can tell you guys a little bit more about it, and and Joe and I will be discussing it because thankfully Joe is from my era of sports, mm-hmm. so we can kind of dig back into sports a little bit. But uh, I created a website. <laughs> so now that Jeff uh, Mathis, I'm out. Um, and- <laughs> <laughs> Another backup catcher, right? I'm good. Biff, Biff Pocaroba, yeah. a backup catcher for the Braves, right? Um, so, so, um, not a Bruce Benedict story. Okay. So this, so this, so this is uh, fantasyleaguelegends.com. Okay, I created a website, all completely free. Um, a buddy of mine put it together for me. And essentially, what we did was uh, with myself and also the people at Real Time Sports, RT Sports, who conduct fantasy drafts. So it's them, Out of the Park Baseball, which is you know, arguably the top simulation baseball company in the country. They do all the simulations for MLB uh, television, MLB Network, okay. uh, and also uh, ourselves here at SportsGrid and Fantasy Alarm. What I did was uh, I created four different fantasy leagues okay. of four different eras, and I'll explain how it works. So each of the leagues is consistent of 10-year period. Okay. League 1 is 1980 through 1989. League 2, 1990 through 1999. League 3, nine, uh, 2000 through 2009. And League 4, ironically, the complete era of 2010 through 2019. Okay. And in the series of four nights and four different drafts, the uh, people at Out of the Park Sports and real-time sports, essentially what they took, uh, Joe, is they took the complete list of every single player that played in that era and whittled it down to the 1,000 best seasons in wow. fantasy. Wow. And also eliminated any duplicates. Okay. So so Mike Schmidt from 1980 to 1989, he's in there once. Robin gotcha. Yount is in there once. Nolan Ryan is in there once. once. That's it. Gotcha. And they put him into a draft board. And what we're doing is over the next couple of weeks, we're drafting these teams, 14 and 16 team leagues, okay. like a real fantasy draft. And then after the drafts are completed, we send the data over to Out of the Park Sports, and they're creating a 162-game league for us. We have four leagues. Okay. So we'll have uh, four league champions as semifinals, and then we'll find out at the end of the simulation which was the strongest decade of players in baseball and in fantasy sports. Interesting. So, something so, new. Something I, new that we're creating. And then love you and I will be able to follow along uh, with the drafts um, starting tomorrow. Great. Um, we'll start having some, uh, you know, results of those drafts and see, you know, who I ended up with. And, you know, you'll go back into your old baseball card mind history. And, Absolutely. Yep. And, and see who we got. But the good news is, Joe, is that I've already been able to produce uh, the average draft position and the top five players that they consider to have the top five fantasy seasons in the decade. Really? So we could at least take a look at that. And you're that's talking now the decade of the 80s, basically. This is the first draft, 1980. Okay. That's a good point. Should be specific. 1980 through 1989. Okay, let's take a look at these. Okay, so here you go. Um, the number one fantasy player from 1980 to 1989, it may not have been Ricky Henderson, 
But Ricky Henderson, statistically, from a fantasy perspective, put together uh, what they consider to be the best season. If you Now, again, if you are formulating these based on the five categories that we are going to give you right now, which is batting average, mm-hmm. home runs, runs driven in, yep. stolen bases, and runs. Now, the reason why Ricky Henderson is number one is based on the algorithm uh, of of how important in fantasy Joe stolen bases are right now, and I'll and I'll and you from following this every day you understand it, uh, but I think that what most people don't understand Joe is no one is stealing bases anymore. Yes, of course. And so if you plug in an algorithm where someone's going to steal 80 bases, that and hit home runs, that guy's going to be at the top. In fact, from 1980 to 1989, there were seven different players that stole 70 stolen bases or more. And in the last decade, Joe, there were none. None. There were none. (laughs) Think about that. That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And it makes total sense. I mean, that went 80 to 89, Ricky Henderson with that power. I mean, there's 24 home runs then, probably 40 home runs. Could you imagine having somebody with 40 home runs and 80 steals nowadays? I can't. Like, I don't even know what that is. Not only that guy is, is... is, is triple what Mike Trout is. No offense yeah. to Mike Trout. So but, like, true. I mean, you can see that stolen bases are, are a big part of this. Yep. And and we've tinkered with the algorithms a little bit. We did a new one where Jose Canseco ends up being number one and Dwight Gooden ends up being number four. But based on a 2019 or 2020 fantasy run, this is what it gives you. Yep. Uh, although we have tinkered with the ADP a little bit, so that changed. Canseco ended up number one. Okay. Eric Davis is... Eric Davis ended up to uh, Gooden was, I, I think, number four. But uh, Eric Davis, that season, Joe, that he had it. I mean, I thought this guy was going to be one of the best players in the history of the game, but he kept getting hurt. Uh, 293, 37 homers, 100 RBIs, 50 steals, and 120 runs. Like, Crazy. these are Mickey Mouse numbers. Yep. Uh, Canseco still counts. I mean, you know, whatever. He was roided up, but 40-40, right? I yep. mean, 40 home runs, 40 steals, 124 RBIs, 120 runs. He hit 307. Um, Vince Coleman, who's a friend of mine, uh, hopefully we'll get him on the show soon. Um, I texted him when I told him, hey, you're on this list today. He was like, oh, great. Talk about me. Cool. Love that. Uh, 289, only three home runs, 43 RBIs. He stole a bunch of runs, and he did something that we're never going to see ever again in Major League Baseball, Joe, which is 108 stolen bases. No, yep. we're, we're never going to see 100 stolen bases. Yep. I, I don't think we'll see 80 ever again. Um, and then, of course, Daryl Strawberry rounds out the top five, 39 homers, 104 runs driven in. Again, 36 steals and 108 runs. So um, those are just some of the hitters that, that are in this. And when we come back on the show tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, we'll bring on one of the people who were in the draft. I'll be, uh, of course, here with you and we can kind of go through it. But 80s baseball, it was just a different animal. And if you were drafting in fantasy at that time, and I know mm-hmm. that this is going back be- beyond what you know, doing online drafts, right. and, you know, getting together with your buddies. It was just basically looking at the box scores the next day. Completely different story. I get it. Oh, but yeah. but that I think to me that's the biggest takeaway from this. Now, clearly on the pitcher side of it, guys were completing a lot of games. Guys were throwing a lot of innings. It's And that's done too, for sure, on the pitching side. But specifically from the hitting side, Joe, teams thought that uh, running a lot was the way to victories. You know, that's... bunting a guy over to third and running – and then, as Moneyball caught up, it was walk and wait on first until that guy comes up to hit a two-run home run. Yep. And then that's the way you score. And it's not worth stealing anymore. So, yep. to me, 
when I go back and I look at the 80s and I see all of these piled up numbers, 40 steals, 50 steals, 70, 80, it's just a different uh, game now. And I wonder that if we had these players in the era now, I don't think that I mean, they'd be worth a lot in fantasy, but they wouldn't be allowed to do what they did That's back exactly. in the 80s. Managers wouldn't let it happen. That's correct. And, and they, I mean, when looking at those numbers, guys, and, and when you look at these these players and these numbers and how it's a, how it's associated, um, you know, Coleman was at the top of the order always. Ricky Henderson was a leadoff hitter, guys. Imagine having a leadoff hitter, right, with 25 home runs, 24 home runs, 80 stolen bases, 146 runs, hitting over 300. Coleman and Henderson were kind of in that in that ballpark there where they were at the top of the orders. You know, Davis, Canseco, and Strawberry were all cleanup hitters, man. But uh, would they be cleanup hitters today? I, I don't even know. Uh, yeah, would, you I know, I, I don't know. Would Vince Coleman be allowed to swipe 108? Would Ricky I don't Henderson? Th- I don't think so. I don't think yeah. so. Not with those guys coming up. You know what I mean? I, I don't think they would allow it when you look at those numbers. I don't think they would allow it either. Uh, and I think there'd be a million pitching changes. Uh, I do think that uh, they would have been uh, outsmarting each other or trying to outsmart each other. There was a lot of, listen, here's my best. Everybody knew Coleman got on first with stealing second. Was there anybody that didn't know he was going to steal second or even no, third? Base no, and also Tim Raines, Tim Raines was another one Tim in that Raines, era that, yeah. that used uh, to Willie do it McGee too. But was another one like it, you know, with Coleman there. Those two guys were ridiculous. And, and, and they think about it now in baseball, and you wonder why teams don't try it, but their theory on it is pretty simple. Yeah. Essentially what it is is that let's say Vince Coleman steals 108 bases. Right but he gets caught 15 or 20 times, was it worth 15 outs? Like right. back then it was absolutely. absolutely. But now it's who is the guy that's coming up after Vince Coleman? That's you know, right. it's yeah. Co- it, now it's Christian Yelich and Cody Bellinger. Right. And if Vince Coleman is out once every 15 times, they would rather have the chance that this dude's going to hit a, a two-run or three-run home run. Yeah, and, and they would just... rather not risk that. You know, the idea, and again, small ball was such a different, such a vital important from a fantasy perspective. They're fantasy gods, those guys. I mean, you know, oh, and a lot right. of other guys like you were talking about in between there that absolutely would have been, would have won fantasy leagues for people. Yeah, a lot of them, too. Oh. All right, so uh, we'll have an update on that tomorrow. I'll give you my full squad. We'll uh, bring back some good memories. I can't wait to see that. I, that's going to be uh, – yeah. I can't wait to see the pitching. pitching. The pitching it, – it's very, it's very interesting. A lot of really good pitchers in that league as well. All right, uh, that'll do it for the first hour. Uh, plenty more to come. We'll give you your football fix coming up next, the latest in fantasy football, uh, and plenty more to come here on SportsGrid. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Ranieri. We got a two or three minute break and then we'll come back for the second hour of the show. So make sure wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, stay right there. If it's not live and you want to rewind and forward, go ahead, have at it. Football discussion is coming up next. Go away. dailyrodo.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you premier advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry-leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyrodo.com optimizer in minutes build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyrodo.com 